This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. BFM 89.9, the business station. My name is Rich Bradbury and welcome to Open for Business this morning. Um, Today, I'm going to be delving into the evolving landscape of digital healthcare here in Malaysia. Now, imagine a time when uh, doctors made house calls, arriving at your doorstep to provide medical care. Um, This kind of practice for some might be nostalgic, But it is making a revolutionary comeback thanks to the innovative platform Doc2Home, harnessing the power of um, cutting-edge digital technology and the Internet of Medical Things. Doc2Home is a subsidiary of the acclaimed app Doc2Us. It offers uh, homeowners a blend of remote telehealth services and direct doctor visits right to their homes. Recently, this modern medical marvel uh, teamed up with SP Setia's Stay campaign, seamlessly integrating home-based healthcare into the fabric of living communities. Today, I've got Dr. Raymond Choi, the CEO and the co-founder of Doctors, a trailblazer in the digital health sphere of Malaysia and an advocate for the future of home-based healthcare. So stay tuned as we explore how Dr. Home is reshaping the health industry and rekindling the warmth of house-called traditions. Welcome to the show, Dr. Raymond Choi. Hello, hi, hi, Richard. Thank you for having me today. Good my, morning, everyone. My absolute pleasure. Was I accurate in my introduction there? Everything was okay? I think more or less you have uh, summarized everything uh, <laughs> uh, that I wanted to say. Uh, so, uh, yeah, precisely, I think you mentioned, you know, uh, about the the home call, yeah. uh, the house call services and the, you know, all these home care services. Right. Precisely. And, and it, it does make me feel nostalgic when I would even. I mean, obviously, I'm not Malaysian, but when I was a kid, a doctor coming to my house was one of those. Obviously, you don't want a doctor coming to your house all the time, but when they do come, it, it's it is a very nostalgic feeling, and that just seems to have gone away for so many years. And it's just nice to hear about it making some kind of comeback. But let's let's talk about this resurgence then, if you want to call it that, of, of the house call and how modern tech is making it possible. How is Dr. Home innovating and updating this this practice into the 21st century? Right. I think that's a brilliant question, Richard. And, uh, you know, bringing doctors to home is not something new, yeah. right? You know, historically, you know, you go back to the UK, where you're, where you're from, almost, yeah. right? So calling doctors or nurses to home, yeah. it's kind of normal, right? right? And... I like the word that you use, resurgence, yeah. because um, these kind of services actually, you know, uh, had not been very common, mm. right, until, you know, recently with all the technologies, right, resurface. So now, you know, if you look, go back to the uh, those days where you have to, you know, give a call to the hospitals, right, and to, to get the doctor's, you know, appointment to come, mm. right. But now with the advancement of the technologies, right, you are able to, you know, on-demand basis, where just a few clicks away on your application or the web through the online or technology, then you can actually get the doctor to your doorstep within, you know, we're talking about maybe two hours to f- or four hours mm-hmm. to actually attend to your medical needs. Or you can actually get the nurses or the aligned healthcare workers like, you know, physiotherapists uh, uh, and, and, you know, podiatrists, so on and so forth to come to you to attend to your medical needs. Mm. So, if you compare to those days and today, I think the acceptance, uh, especially in Malaysia, has improved a lot, and and we are seeing more and more people, you know, accepting the fact that actually, you know, having doctors at home is more convenient. Yeah. Of course, like you mentioned, you know, having doctors is not something you know very pleasant, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, at home, of course, you need 
to have some form of medical attention, right? Yeah. You don't call the doctors for no reason, yeah. right? So yeah. it's still a very sick care model mm-hmm. that we're looking at. But if you look at, you know, uh, we recently we have worked with uh, SP Satya as well as Gamuda Land on bringing these home care services in a hybrid model to the home buyers. Right. Meaning when you buy home, right, uh, you buy your, your new house of these, you know, two developers, and actually it comes with this kind of hybrid care model where it comes with, you know, the health concierge services, right, where you have, a, you know, a 24 hours of, a, you know, sort of like three services. At the same time, you have on-demand medical support that actually we can bring doctors and nurses to your doorstep, complemented by, you know, a health screening. So we, you know, developers are so, so, so generous nowadays that give you the health screening so that we know what's your health status, as well as, you know, medication delivery services on-demand as well. Some of the things you, you've answered some of the questions I was going to ask you a little bit later on, but we'll, I, I think we'll come back to it. So that's the kind of partnership you have with SP Setia, is that um, this home-based healthcare uh, and real estate kind of coming together, I guess. Yep, that's yeah. right. So no one has ever thought that, you know, a telehealth company will work with, you know, real estate right. industry. When I read that, I'm like, this is the first. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, Is it a first, do you think, here? I, I think it's the first in the country, SP Satya, followed yeah. by Gamuda Land. Yeah. And so we sign agreements and all this. Uh, I think we have to think out of the box because ultimately, who are our patients? Who are our people? Mm. It's still the right yard of Malaysia. Mm, mm, mm. It's still the people, the residents, right? So we are trying to think out of the box and to go to different industries to penetrate to them in a different ways. Right. So when you buy home, it comes with our solutions mm. so that we want to take care of your health, take care of your wellness needs, right? Mm. And, and, and so this is one of the ways that actually we, we, we try to go beyond our own industry, right? And, and we were so lucky that, you know, and so blessed that, you know, uh, these, these two guys, SP City and Gamuda Land, they entrusted this and they believe in this, yeah. right? They had the, we had the buy-in because it's not easy for the real estate guy to come into this. Right, right. right? So we were quite blessed in the way that, you know, they, they, they had, we had the buy-in and then we, we rolled out to their home buyers. Yeah. It's a smart idea. I, I want to rewind a little bit and, and talk about, you know, the idea of pioneering digital health. Um, obviously, we saw a lot of it kind of being pushed forward due to COVID and, and, and that kind of thing. Now, tell me about your journey as one of the, I, I guess, earliest advocates of, of digital health and telehealth here in Malaysia. What, what, how has that industry changed since it began, do you think? Right. Well, I will start with one word, tough. <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, uh, you know, digital health is really tough mm. and it's a very tough industry, mm. uh, especially you are more or less going against all odds, mm. right? So a little bit back of the history. Uh, my background is a medical doctor's by practice. So I went to the UK uh, to, to get myself trained and I went to Singapore to work a couple of years, right? So during my tenure in Singapore, uh, you know, it just got me thinking one day that, you know, what if those people without such privilege and access to the healthcare information? Because mm. Myself and my colleagues, we always get bombarded by our friends and families asking about questions, especially sure. during Chinese New Year, you know, festival season. Uh-huh. Dog, what is this? What is that? Right? So, so you know, those people are in a way having the privilege to ask about their, their, mm. their, their you know, their relatives and all this, right? But what if those people, you know, are the general public? Where do they get the information from? Mm. So that time there wasn't any ChatGPT, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so so they maybe had to go to Google, you know, or, or maybe go to hospital clinics or pharmacy to ask 
is it is it something you know uh, uh, sensible? Maybe not. So hence, because of that, naively we thought, why don't we create a platform, right, to to connect the both both uh, parties, right, mm. the healthcare providers and the pa- patients on the public, so that they can get reliable evidence based information mm. rather than hearsay, mm. right. Yeah. So that's how we started in twenty fifteen, and you know push the online consultation. So that time, what I call BC time before COVID time. Right. So BC time. And, and we launched in 2017. We were so excited. We thought people would just ask us like our relatives and friends. We didn't do well at all. So the value of consultation wasn't there in Malaysia because that was before COVID-19. Mm. And we pivoted to B2B model, mm. right? And to try to look at pharmacy problems, look at the corporate solution side, right? And, and during COVID-19, it hit. And that's where the digital health, you know, landscape actually, you know, uh, yeah. uh, got you know, uh, uh, maximize in terms of these values, yeah. right? And that is, you know, now we're talking about post-COVID, right? right? After COVID AC yeah. time. Yeah. So the, 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 the adoption has improved a lot. And just an example, right? Uh, um, during, before COVID-19, right? Um, we issue e-prescription, electronic prescription, about f- less than 500 a year, right? That was our first year. Second year, we started, you know, working with the corporate and pharmacy like Hong Leong Bank Berhad was the very first corporate using telehealth for the employees, right? And we worked with AIA and 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 MyK as well as you know Elpro Pharmacy was our very first uh, 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 strategic partner uh, in terms of using our solution. And second year we did about five point five k e prescription, and the third year because of you know, law of attractions, we saw close to 90,000 e-prescriptions. Uh, you know, I was going to predict around 100,000. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. coming to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so during COVID-19, it skyrocketed, yeah. you know, to 200,000, 300,000. Wow. And last year, we did half a million wow. of e-prescription. And this year, we're on track to make 750,000 electronic prescription. Now, j- just before we move on, because we have to take a break, how many staff members do you have now? Uh, we have quite, you know, quite a small team, a right. very lean team. So we have less than, you know, fifty staff. Right. right. And you started off with how many? We started with two. Wow. In twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. So we scaled up quite exponentially during COVID nineteen yeah. because of the needs of the, you know, the demands and all. You this. must have been scrambling at that point. Even no, until now, I'm scrambling. Yeah. <laughs> Even now, talking to you, I'm scrambling. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say, you know, one word, tough. Yeah, It's yeah. tough. We are going against all, all, but we believe the value creation is going to be very impactful mm. to the right yard Malaysia, to the people, to the patients. Mm. Yeah. Okay, let's take a short break. Uh, folks, I'm in the studio with Dr. Raymond Choi, the CEO and co-founder of uh, Dr. Us, trailblazer in the digital health sphere of Malaysia and an advocate of the future of home-based healthcare. Don't go anywhere. This is open for business here on BFM. 89.9 The Business Station. Break from monotony. BFM 89.9. BFM 89.9 The Business Station. Welcome back to Open for Business. It's me, Rich Bradbury, with Dr. Raymond Choi, the CEO and co-founder of Dr. Was. Uh, Doc, just before the break, we were talking about it's been tough. It's been difficult. And you, you've given me some astronomical numbers about how you've gone from, you know, 5.5, I think you said it was. 500. 500 to half a million yep. uh, to whatever you're on that. Ridiculous numbers. These kind of things don't come easy, though. You know, stuff nope. like regulation, challenges, uh, and particularly in setting up stuff like 
regulatory frameworks for uh, telemedicine in, in Malaysia. How is your involvement with the uh, Ministry of Health's regulatory sandbox, OHS uh, Reg Lab? How does it contribute to this? Right. I think to begin with, uh, uh, we are in an industry which is highly regulated mm. and one of the most complex industries. And, and like it or not, right, um, and sadly to say, this is a least disrupted industry. Yeah. Uh, of course, the worst is the legal side, the law, right? Almost zero disruption. Um, so when you are in a very complex industry, highly regulated, that makes digital health, you know, um, more difficult and more challenging to advance, mm-hmm. right? And, and if you look at in terms of the regulation, right, at this point of time, there's no regulation and force on online healthcare services. So if we Google it, there's one act called Telemedicine Act 1997, written by the then DG, Dantri Abu Bakar. It was brilliant, quite a visionary you know, act, but it wasn't enforced until today. So in a way, there's no law governing you know, this space. And that's almost 20 years old. 20 years old. And we've seen how things have changed. That's right. Wow. And and at the same time, the regulators, the policymakers are equally frustrated because there's so much so they want to advance. Of course. But there are books, you know, that actually holding them back. For instance, you talk about Medical Act. You look at the Poison Act, 1952. Mm. Mm. Richard, 1952. Mm. We are in 2023. So do you think that the, the Poison Act of 1952 is relevant today? Is relevant for today right. and tomorrow's healthcare needs? Possibly not, right? Mm-hmm. So hence, you know, to come up with a new act, it takes time mm-hmm. and a lot of stages or this, right? But I think the government and the MOH, actually, they have done their part where they actually created a space for the naughty boys like us, <laughs> right, to go inside and innovate. You terrible disruptors, you. <laughs> yeah, you terrible disruptors. No one like us, right? But I think we are here for the betterment of our healthcare systems and the healthcare uh, you know, uh, 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 needs for the people, mm. right? So hence, you know, uh, MWH came up with this called OHS, Online Healthcare Services Red Lab, Regulatory Lab, in partnership with Futurize, uh, which is part of uh, MOF, right? And, and you know, Doctors is the first cohort uh, of, of course, there are so many other players, about, I think less than 20, being part inside the, 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 the sandbox, so to speak, right? And we all strip naked, Sorry about my language. Uh, we all strip naked. It's okay. These images are on radio, so we're okay. You know. yeah. We all strip naked from our processes, governance, you know, guidelines, all the way to you know, SOPs and the people, all this, right? How does the grassroots startups work, mm. right? Because the government wants to know, right? And because there are people using it. It's right? got to be completely transparent. Transparent, yeah. all the way to the financials, yeah. Yeah. right? So I've, I think it's something very good because uh, uh, the government is benchmarking the one in Singapore. Singapore, there's something similar called LIP right. Right, program. So I think that's a very good first step, but it's, it's a matter of what's next. Mm. So hopefully, there will be some guidelines coming out to regulate this space, right? Because this space needs to be regulated because healthcare, we're talking about health and safety of our people, yeah. right? Hence, it has to be regulated. So, so that is the, the what MOH and the government have done so far, and we hope this can further advance. Okay, there's a couple of things. I, I had some questions, but you you kind of answered them a little bit earlier on. But let, let's move forward a little bit and, and talk about, I, I guess, your target audience. Who would you say benefits most, and, and who do you think is your exact target audience, or is it the whole of Malaysia? Is it the whole of the racket, or do you have? specific groups in mind? Right. 
I think to answer your questions directly, I think our target audience is within Malaysia for the time being. Right. So we want to create values for our people in Malaysia. So in healthcare, we always talk about five Ps, okay. stakeholders, right? So our target audience is always patient, number one. And this patient mainly are the consumer market, which is the consumer side, as well as the business side, yeah. right? So the patient. The second is a provider. Our providers ranging from doctors, you know, specialists and pharmacies, dietitians, physiotherapists. And the third is policymaker. Policymaker is also our target audience because we need to work with them. We need to strip naked in front of them, <laughs> right? And, and to show that, you know, what we are doing is safe, yeah. right? And, and, you know, for everyone to learn, to improve our current ecosystem. And number four is the payor. A lot of times we forgot about payor. I really get the pay. Payo is very important. Payo can be our pocket from the patients. It can be from the insurers and it can be from the employers itself yeah. or from the government yeah. subsidies, right? So the payer part is also very important that we also targeting because they are the one who actually monetize our business to help us to sustain and scale better, yeah. right? Yeah. And last but not least is platform. Right. Right. So so platform is what we are and mm-hmm. other platform as well collaboratively. So so the target audience is something that, you know, I would summarize it, the 5P approach. So these are our target audience. And, and of course, our main focus is still patient. We have to be patient-centric. Yeah. It's not what we want. Yeah. It's what, what the riot of Malaysia wants, what the patients want. Yeah, because yeah. there are gaps, you know, and this fills a very important gap. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, w- I want to move on to uh, what, what I've called the, the tech behind the touch, almost. <laughs> um, so let's take a look at the role of the Internet of Medical Things, IOMT, um, which is a first for me. I've not actually heard of that. I mean, obviously, I've heard of Internet of Things, but Internet of Medical Things is something that's fairly new to me. And the digital tech that goes behind uh, powering uh, Dr. Home. Can you uh, talk to me a little bit about that and some of the advancements perhaps in that tech? Right, sure. Because um, you have all these fancy terms, you know, IoT, you know, of course, now IOMT. Of yeah. course, you also might have heard yeah. Internet of Everything. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Right, yeah. everything, right. Yeah. So so in terms of Dr. Home, basically, it's a platform yeah. where it's laser focusing on, you know, providing solution to the homeowners and the residents working with real estate industry, like the developers, yeah. right. And this platform is 100% powered by Doctors which is the, you know, uh, one of the leading telehealth uh, in e-prescription and online consultation in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So the back-end systems are all powered by Doctors so that, you know, the front-end, uh, we have a doc to home which I think commercially it works better for the developers. So because of the home, the naming and all this. And, and fundamentally, it's a service where you can have an online consultation services with the doctors, right? And you have an e-prescription. And this e-prescription, directly flow to the nationwide pharmacy of our network, 1,500 over pharmacy, mm-hmm. right? There will be the one dispensing your pharmacy, the, your, your medication to your doorstep within hours, mm. right? So it's just like in the UK NHS, you yeah. have a GP and, yeah. a, and a pharmacy, right? Yeah. So we are bringing the whole system into Malaysia in a way practicing disen- dispensing separation. Okay. Now, for those who's just tuned in and they've heard you mention Dr. Home and Dr. Us, there may be some confusion for them. I mean, obviously, me and you have had this conversation. We, and if they're just tuning in, what's the difference between the two? Just to, to be clear for people at home. Okay. So as I mentioned, Dr. Home is really laser focusing on the you know, homeowners and you know, working directly with the you know, developers. So it's a B2B, B2B2C model, yeah. right? So focus on homeowners and their needs. Yeah. What? So basically providing home care services, hybrid care model, right? Talk to us mainly is a B2B where we serve the corporate employees, where we provide online consultation, e-prescription, medication, as well as you know, on-site wellness program. At the same time, we also work with pharmacy 
and the pharmaceutical company where we provide electronic prescription system where we are able to actually you know, issue e-prescription and dispense by the pharmacies using digital signature system on the spot. Right. Yeah. So okay. that is the main difference, really. Last question I've got for you then it is um, Vision 2023 um, and, and beyond. Where do you see yourselves going next? I mean, and I, I don't mean geographically. I mean, as you said, your, your numbers are, are going up very quickly. And, and I'm guessing if you're working with partnerships with more developers over time, is that something that you have planned? Yeah, I, I think, uh, thanks for the question, Richard. I think it's a very good question. I think um, maybe I'm not be, I will not be able to answer all of them. So from the perspective of Doc2Home, definitely we are in talks with a few you know, uh, uh, developers. Mm-hmm. And for the current developers that in our partnership like SP Sodia and Gamuda Land, I think they are looking at further enhancing and providing more and more right. to, to the values to the, to the customers. From the perspective of Doc Tours, actually, our, you know, apart from geographical you know, expansion, that, right, we are definitely right now looking at data. So we are collecting data every day, you know, easily we're talking about 2,000 over patients' data on a daily basis, right? That's the issuance of the prescription number on a daily basis. So we have been, you know, uh, assigning a a small group of a data team to really look at our data right now. And what can the data do, right? So can we actually, you know, uh, structure the data, normalize the data, and bring the prediction and analytics, right, or the insights back to our five Ps? Remember, I talked about yep. five Ps, right? Yep, yep, so yep. I want to bring these values back to the five Ps so that they would be more effective, more cost-effective and more efficient in terms of the healthcare delivery services. Mm-hmm. right? So this is what we are working very hard on our data right now. Yep. Interesting stuff. Dr. Joy, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you very much, Richard. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here in the studio. Uh, folks, that was Dr. Raymond Choi, the CEO and the co-founder of Doctors, a trailblazer in the digital health sphere of Malaysia, and he's an advocate for the future of home-based healthcare. If you missed any part of this show, don't forget you can go and download the podcast wherever you normally get it from. I recommend that BFM app. It's available on the Apple App Store or Google Play. My name is Rich Bradbury on Enterprise here on BFM 89.9, the business station. listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.